This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hey, this is Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're listening to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Friday, September 2nd, Jason Moore, Mike Wright, Andy Holloway. Back with you for another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Excited to have you with us. Tis the final Friday. Before football. Yes. This is our big day, yes. our big day of the year. Our, our league, of, league of Record draft is happening tonight. Very excited. Jason has strategically invited a graphic designer to be his co-manager <laughs> in the League of Record, and therefore he has swagged out. That's right. Not, That's not right. just a graphic designer, but a graphic designer who bears... A striking resemblance. <laughs> we we do look uh, decently similar. When Jason walked in today, 100% sure it wasn't Jason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in part because of the hat. Yeah, I'm not Mostly. usually a hat guy. I got the hat. I got the shirt. I got the swag. And we're the, we're the dead ringers because we look like each other. So yeah. that's our team name. I like it. Yes, I'm impressed. And um, You're rooting, tooting cowboys. <laughs> what I lack in swag today, I hope I make up in actual roster. You won't. I know. My draft picks are ter- <laughs> they're terrible. A uh, couple of things at the top of the show. We have Fantasy Court on the show today. Judge Giamatti, do you have your robe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would He would never go anywhere no. without that robe. It's all. It's the, like the undergarment of all regular clothes, which is uncomfortable like, to put a robe at the bottom level of the dressing. You would be surprised how many times he's been on an airplane and he hears, is there a judge on the plane? Right. That and happens he, a lot. And he's he ready. just he rises like Michael Keaton in that uh, – in the Batman gif with the sig- the the signals in the air, you know the amount of like seat disputes on yeah. airplanes. It would be oh. very nice to have a judge on board. He handles it. <laughs> Got to be ready. Me. She gets the aisle. <laughs> final ruling. Judge coming through. <laughs> just, just first first class judge coming through. <laughs> uh, fantasy court on the show today. Uh, we're going to do that at the top. We've got some NFL news, mailbag on the show, a fantasy face off as we look towards the Thursday oh, night NFL. Debut impact. Wow. That means we're talking about real football. Yeah, a specific game. That's exciting to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it, miss it. 
It's been a yeah. We did have our first uh, start sit question on the Spotify live show, mm-hmm. which it's it's always fun to find out when that first one's going to happen. Um, so we've got all that on today's show. A couple of other things. There will not be a new episode on Monday, which is Labor Day. We will be back on Tuesday with a new episode. Um, we have the live show in Phoenix on uh, tomorrow night. Yes, and so that will end up being the Tuesday episode of the show. And we will be sharing the after show AMA with our friends at jointhefoot.com, all and the supporters of the show. That is correct. Who are also in the Megala Bowl. Oh, it's their last chance. I it, it, It's been picking up. People have been signing up at a very rapid pace because draft day for the Megala Bowl is coming very soon. Fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Those are the dates that you can choose from to pick your draft date. Megalobowl.com. We want to see you there. It is going to be so much fun. And then, of course, this is the biggest draft weekend of the year. Our major uh, league of record draft is tonight. Lots of you drafting tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, and Labor Day. I got the the phone call from my sister yesterday. It was, Mike, I'm playing in my first ever fantasy football league. I have no idea what I'm doing. Both of our sisters this year? What do I do? And I said, all right, here's what. Of course, I made her purchase a draft kit. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, I mean it's not a charity business yeah. over here. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and then I worked out a plan. I'm like, okay, here's here. she's picking from the two spot. Here are the players you're going to be looking for. And I'm, I'm very excited to see see what her team looks like. Yeah, I mean, they look, we know. We see when people pick up the UDK. We yep. know you wait till the last minute. If humans love anything, it's they love waiting till the very last moment because it feels heroic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry, sis. Time to pay up. <laughs> and uh, you get a, you know, you can print a custom cheat sheet that's specified to your league settings. She did. Yeah, and yeah. then just be ready to go. So, and you can use it for multiple leagues. Like we've yep. got a, our league of record is a keeper league, so I've got all of our keepers plugged into that one on that specific scoring ses- system. And other leagues, are, you know, are are separate. So it's a it's really a useful tool. UltimateDraftKit.com for that. It is time to enter the courtroom. The fantasy court with Judge Giamatti. Plaintiff Jason Moore is accusing defendant Michael Wright of one count of disturbing the peace and multiple counts of suppression of evidence in his diminished ranking of poor Daryl Patterson. Your Honor, (laughs) Your Honor, um, I think this comes down to a simple, disgusting thing that is being done by the defendant. He is being an ageist. He is saying, you are too old for me, Cordero Patterson. There is no other reason other than you're just old to say that he is not a value where he's going right now. This is the running back nine last year on the season. He was the running back nine. He is currently being drafted as running back 30. Now, I don't expect him to be as efficient with touchdowns as last year. I'm not drafting him as the running back nine by no means, but I do think... (laughs) That he is a talented player. He's a he's a six foot two, two hundred and twenty pound superstar athlete who's never been utilized in an actual role of relevance. He's been a special teams guy and a gadget player. He's very necessary to this offense. And and maybe you say, well, they brought in uh, Drake London. Maybe that will take some targets away. If you look at the splits that Cordero Patterson had with and without Calvin Ridley, 
he was way better when Calvin Ridley was on the field. You say, well, they drafted Tyler Algier, and, and maybe the, the rookie will take carries away. Well, they lost Mike Davis and his 138 carries. Uh, Cordero only had 150-something, 153 carries last year. He is a receiver that gets to play running back. He's going to have manufactured touches. He's old, but he's got fresh legs in the sense that he's never really been used in that way. So uh, the, when I look at Cordero Patterson, he's not someone I'm going after hard in my drafts, but he is a late draft pick who is an actively involved player necessary to this offense with a coach that wants to run the ball and still talks him up. So I just don't see how he is not a value when you're talking about someone in the seventh, eighth round, the running back 30, who we know is going to get involved. He's going to catch a ton of passes. He's necessary to the offense. And he was dominant for fantasy last year. He was, he was literally one of the best picks. Um, it wasn't even a pick. He was off the waiver wire. So didn't cost you anything. He's not going to cost you much this year. And he will be very, very involved. That is my case for old man Cordero Patterson. First off, Your Honor, I must admit, guilty. Uh, guilty of being an ageist and guilty of always disturbing the peace. You go ahead. You can right. write up those charges immediately. <laughs> However, I am not suppressing anything when it comes to Cordero Patterson. I don't want him on my fantasy football team. Here's what happens, and here's how Cordero Patterson falls apart this year. Yes, they drafted Tyler Algier like the, uh, the plaintiff over here threw into the evidence. He uh, conspicuously left out. They also added Damian Williams. It wasn't just the rookie that they added onto this depth chart. Last year, Patterson averaged only 47% of the snaps among top 20 running backs last year, which Patterson was. We're talking Nick Chubb, Damian Harris, the only players in that range that were successful. And I'm saying that that is not sustainable for a 31-year-old running back since the year 2011 we have seen 27 running backs who were 31 years old coming into uh, or 31 years old as they entered a season and if you're a running back and you're playing at that age you have generally had a successful career however when you look at those 27 running backs only three of them would have been in the top 24 in PPR points per game I'm even giving you the PPR bump we're talking Matt Forte Danny Woodhead and Willis McGahee. Those are the only ones in a points per game in their year 31 season that could have been a top 24 running back. So the pass catchers. Yeah, but the the good, the well-known established you running back. Objected to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't get in. Oh, strike it. Get out of here. Strike yeah, it. take that out. Of, no one heard that. <laughs> yeah. No one heard that. But the point is, uh, Matt Forte, an elite top tier running back. Danny Woodhead, an elite pass catching running back for his entire career. Willis McGahee. Also a top-tier running back. Cordero Patterson is not that. I think that the addition of the running backs and Drake London. Look, Calvin Ridley, sure, maybe Patterson was better when Ridley was on the field. Ridley didn't do Ridley squat last year. <laughs> oh, because, uh, sustained. <laughs> like, because the guy had his own stuff going on. He was not ready to play football, as clearly pointed out, when he left the season for his mental health to rebuild that. So I just... Cordell Patterson, where he's even where he's going, I just don't want him on my team. I think he's a roster clog, and you will pay the price if you draft him. Wow, compelling cases, and the judge, it's up to you. The court 
the fantasy court rules in favor of defendant Mike Wright. Yes! This is nonsense. What a beautiful judge wow. we have. The justice system works. What an HD gavel sound, too. Oh, I mean, man. That was incredible. We ripped that from the uh, Atari 2600. I mean, at this point, as the plaintiff, Jason, are you appealing this decision or are you just moving on? It's it's Cordero Patterson. I'm moving on. <laughs> I was gonna say by the time your appeal's heard, he'll be yeah. 32, 33. Yeah. Like I I do think there is a there's there are roster builds where he is a very solid addition. If you're going with you know wide your, receiver your early, heavy wide receiver early, and you need someone that could score at running back later, the running backs he's going around, I I think he is a, a slight value. But I'm not sitting here slamming the table. Uh, no, as Brooks, you're just taking Cordero me to Patterson. court. Yeah, it's just a little. I love to sue people. <laughs> yep, little filing. All right, we're moving on. News and notes from around the league, presented by USAA Insurance. Head coach Mike McDaniel says the team is quote very, very, very confident that Jalen Waddle will be ready for Week One. Return to a limited practice. That's confident. Yeah, it's a V three. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. I mean, are you very, very, very confident to put him into your lineup week one? Yes, I, I w very, very, very. Well, I, 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 think, I think so. I'm I think I'm very, very, very. I can I, go one very. Yeah, that's I don't, I don't I know give. how many. I feel like if you're one very, like you say, you can give yeah. one very. If you're very confident to put him in your lineup, that's enough varies. I think you're done. You're done there. You that means you're <laughs> playing him. Um, I don't think you need to be very, very, very confident, but. Uh, we've we've seen Waddle um, back involved, not wearing any uh, leg compression sleeves or anything. With Mike McDaniel's confidence, I would say that yeah, he should be good to go. The Titans have reworked All Pro running back Derrick Henry, uh, his contract that is two million dollar raise in twenty twenty two. Now the highest paid running back for the season. My fantasy MVP yesterday. I wish this news would have broken. It just would have been a little cherry on top. Sure. So but essentially what this is is they took some money from 2023, moved it over to this year. I don't. We haven't heard any rumblings that Henry was uh, upset. With Grumbling? His, yeah. We haven't heard that he was upset with the contract, but it does expire after next year. So I, I think the team, is, the team is putting themselves in a position where their player is happy this year, should – Things go bad for the team. It's just easier to move on next year. Or if he's great again, then next year they'll just they'll re up it. I wonder if we'll see more of this for running backs who have done the job to because they know they I really mean, should. They all know that you know maybe the reward isn't a long term deal. Maybe the reward is moving some money around so that you know you're not in this situation where they're not getting paid what they should be paid as a reward for what they've done. Um, Running backs around the league know that teams can just move on from them, right? It's just a, it's a cold business. Yes. Trey Sermon was claimed by the Eagles after being released by the 49ers. G. Rose. Does this say anything about the health of Miles Sanders or he, the worry of the health of Miles Sanders? It probably does. Miles Sanders did return to practice. He missed quite some time, uh, but it, that that could be all it is. Is they're just getting some insurance here to make sure Miles is good to go for the season, and then Sermon is released yeah this you know he has to didn't they have Jordan Howard on the roster last year yes mm -hmm. so I mean Sermon similar size uh maybe just filling that role that's you, why it's gross because like if Trey Sermon is actually involved and now we have four running backs for the Eagles is that's a fantasy disaster Debo Samuel did not practice on Thursday been out with a bruise behind his knee 
I but heard a bruise behind and uh, a bruise behind. <laughs> just like he fell down real hard. Yeah. Which, I mean, if that was the injury, I, I wouldn't fault him. You ever had a bruised buttocks? It hurts. Yeah, I mean, that's not a good time. No. Uh, but no, this is a bruise behind the knee. Every expectation is that he will be available. Brooks, you heard that too? Brooks. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, that would be like us. Uh, Patriots placed rookie uh, Tyquan Thornton on injured reserve collarbone surgery. Yeah. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, that was today's news and notes brought to you by USAA Insurance. Learn more at USAA.com slash insurance. You guys ready to hop <clears throat> right into a mailbag me, with me, me, a me. drop? Me, me, me. <laughs> yeah. Mailbag. Mailbag. Yes. If you have a question for the show, you can go to the website, thefantasyfootballers.com. Click the submit a question button or dial the voicemail hotline, 302-464-TFFB. We'll get your questions on there. And um, let's start with a voicemail. Hey, guys, Harrison from Florida. I was calling to see how you guys feel about bonuses for 100, 200-yard games and, like, 40, 50-yard passing and rushing touchdowns. Love the show. Thanks. Thoughts on stat bonuses as a whole? I I enjoy uh, I enjoy good stat bonus. Um, Not an employee bonus. Don't get confused, deucers. Yeah. <laughs> One of the you know you you can make arguments for them and against them. Uh, an easy argument against a hundred yard rushing bonus is basically it's just taking the better players who are already scoring more and widening the gap uh, amongst others. The big play bonuses I think are more fun. Uh, you you can always hope for you know you're you're. You're late in the game, and mm -hmm. you've got one wide receiver left, and you're just hoping, man, if he's if he gets that forty yard touchdown, it's just a, a higher range of volatility and uh, adds a little bit of spice. We we have our league of record. We have a two point bonus yep. for forty yard rushing touchdowns or forty yard receiving touchdowns. Yeah, it it doesn't wildly skew it. It your it doesn't change your rankings at all because you're not like, well, I know that this player for sure is going to hit on multiple 40-yard receiving touchdowns. But it's it's just a wrinkle, like Jason said. It, it adds some fun and some spice. And I'm fine with the uh, I'm fine with the 100-yard ones as well. I know that like a lot of DFS action that you're, you're looking for that player who can get over that threshold. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Twitter question from Anthony. Are we getting the Boom Boom Kicker segment again this year? If not, I say we riot. Oh, come on. I've been workshopping all year long. <laughs> Let me uh, walk you through it. I spent the month of June in a children's poetry camp. Mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. July was You're... mostly silence and meditation. That oh, makes sense. of course. August was performing in underground spoken word speakeasies. <laughs> <laughs> they got those. Oh, yeah. But they're <laughs> underground. Hey, you haven't been able to find them. Oh. And all for the big show in September. So prepare yourselves. Yeah. I, I, you should publish a book. You know <laughs> what I mean? I yes, mean this I, that, is... that, I'm next. Yeah, and this won't another this children's won't be no book. children's uh -huh. book. This is going to be for adults. Oh, yeah, I've heard some of those rhymes. Yeah, what were you like? You defecated on a whale on a prehistoric shark. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Get a little spice around here. There's <laughs> like a like the old CDs you got with the parental advisories on it. That's okay. <laughs> boom boom kicker the wig is <laughs> with the parental warning. advisory. <laughs> Not suitable for children. Defecation warning. Uh, Jeremy in Chicago, should I trade Damian Harris for Antonio Gibson? Oh, man. I I don't know what happened. Like, I can't really go back to a 
point in time, but suddenly, <laughs> I'll say it like that, suddenly I'm drafting Damian Harris everywhere. Okay. Um, it's just th this team is going to run the football. James White's not returning. Tom Montgomery's not there. It's just going to be a bunch of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. So I can always draft Damian Harris after I go heavy wide receivers. I don't mind him as a running back, too. I I think he's fine. So as I wouldn't do the trade is the what I'm going to say. I would keep Damian Harris. I, I would keep Damian Harris as well. We know that – so Brian Robinson will miss at least four games. Again, we have no idea when he will be back for the Washington Manders. And it feels like Gibson – I mean, the, the ceiling is definitely higher over the first four weeks of the season. But there's just the unknown of when when does Robinson come back and if he – when he comes back is – the team's confidence and Ron Rivera's confidence still so high in him that he just he immediately goes back and he's the the starting running back. I would prefer Damian Harris. I think Andy the the thing for Damian Harris is he doesn't feel like like if you draft Damian Harris, you're not drafting Ramondre Stevenson. I don't want both of these guys on my team. And with everything coming out of camp, it just like it feels like Ramondre is the the Patriots running back to target. I don't – yeah, I mean, I'm fine targeting Ramondre. I think you get more upside because you hope he's more involved in the passing game than yeah. Damian Harris. I just don't want to diminish 15 rushing touchdowns. That – yeah, you can say, okay, that's an anomalous number, right? You're not going to get 15 every year. But it also says, in the loudest way possible to the staff, I can score touchdowns, and sure. you're going to be the goal line running back on a team that should be able to uh, – really grind away games. And that's that's the expectation for me is that New England with the defense, what they have on offense, I, I just um, I have enough confidence in Damian Harris now that the dust has settled on the offseason that he will be fine. And I, with the way that things are going, so Brooksy <clears throat> just let us know there is a two-round difference in the ADP of – I assume uh, Harris ahead of Ramondre. Yeah, he's in the okay, top of the seven. If, if that was Paris what I was going to say. Is, is I don't know who's. I don't yeah, if know you're picking one, up. then go Ramondre if it's at ADP. But okay. But the thing is, is that may be the ADP we're seeing. It's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing drafts where they're going back to back. I'm seeing drafts where Ramondre has been ahead of Damian Harris. So, uh, depending on how yours goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not as as bullish here on the Damian Harris side versus the Antonio Gibson side, but a lot of this comes down to something we just don't know, which is the health of Brian Robinson Jr. I know he he is eligible to come back in Week Five. They say he they're hopeful they can get him back, but that means nothing. We don't know how his recovery is going to go from uh, being shot multiple times in the leg. So, I mean, if if he misses the whole season or right. half the season, he has a bruise behind. Yeah, that is the, that is true, um, and and that will keep him away from football. So it's one of those things where I I think at least the first half of the year, Antonio Gibson is going to be more valuable. I know he's been my uh, ice player throughout the off season, and Snowneo Gibson, but his his opportunity <laughs> really is, didn't need to harken back to that. But go on, his opportunity <laughs> is all of a sudden it looks it looks better than. I mean, he's not going to share the workload as, as much as Damian Harris. He could. With just J.D. McKissick? Yeah, I mean, the snaps for J.D. McKissick could be similar to the snaps for Ramondre. I would be surprised if, you know, the carry counts between Ramondre and, and J.D. McKissick are, are the same. And, and the only other thing I would point out, while I do like the Patriots' 
uh, personnel and offense better than the Manders. Uh, the the running game changed this year. There's been a lot made that the Patriots switched up their entire scheme um, and that they have not been able to run the ball like at all throughout all camp. Every every practice was another day where we can't run the ball with this new scheme. Why did we change? So maybe they'll figure it out and get it going. But there is some worry uh, of what we saw last year being this dominant ground and pound physical out muscle you type of running team. I'm not sure it's going to be that way for the Patriots this year. All right. Quick break and back with some more questions. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester, and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long, and they develop into real problems. Talking things out Working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy. Whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life, there's a lot of benefit. And you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app, and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com slash homeowners. To learn more and get a quote, restriction supply. All right, we're going to jump into another voicemail question here. Happy fantasy season, ballers. This is Jordan from Pennsylvania. For a desperation start pass catching running back for a full PPR league, who do you think has the highest floor between Rex Burkhead, Amir Abdullah, and Eno Benjamin? Thanks, boys. Let's ride. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a desperation start. PPR pass catching running back Amir Abdullah, Eno Benjamin, Rex Burkhead. I mean, this uh, is this is rough in the street stuff. This well, that's what I'm saying. First off, my man, a desperation start. It's week one. What's going on here? A desperation start. Maybe this is. May, let, let me give him credit. Maybe Jordan was saying, I need to put one of these on my rosters for an eventual desperation start. Okay. which is the best one to do that for? Or it could be a dynasty league where or a thirty-four know. man league. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's Dynasty, these players, at least two-thirds of them, I could see being on your waiver wire. I don't even know which two-thirds you're talking about. Oh, Abdullah and Burkhead. See, to me, I think Eno has the most opportunity here. Eno is my answer. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, we agree then. Yep, that's unanimous. All right, that was very simple. No debate, no fantasy court. Yep. Uh, Instagram question from Martin Broadhurst. 
That's the whole name. <laughs> I had to read it. Got to say it like that for the sure. The Duke of something. Um, you got stuck. I did get stuck. Through. You know it. I just should have gone with Martin. Uh, DeAndre Swift or Alvin Kamara in full PPR. Um, this is Team Kamara for me. Uh, I've been a, a huge proponent of DeAndre Swift in the second round. I think he is a value there, but... Uh, Alvin Kamara is greater than symbol DeAndre Swift. He's on a better offense. He's more proven, uh, and he's he's a better pass. Like DeAndre Swift is a very good pass catcher. He's not as good a pass catcher as Alvin Kamara. Uh, the only issue here is the suspension, which we don't expect him to have one this season. So at this point in time, without the expectation of the suspension for Alvin Kamara's uh, you know, bar fight this last off season. If that doesn't happen this year, Alvin Kamara is a much better pick. I'm, we're agreeing yet again. So it's well, Alvin Kamara. Oh yeah, right. Super Thank Mario. You. It's been a minute, but I like that drop. Uh, can I share a story with you guys? Yeah. Let me let me. Exp I want to share with the the listeners and with you guys, um, a really in your face example of why doing a fantasy football podcast disadvantages you. <laughs> In our league of record. Okay. Because yesterday, I was approached with a trade offer from okay. somebody saying... Okay, they will remain nameless. They will. I'm going to figure out who it is, though. Very easily, because I will be showing the players. <laughs> um, But the, tra the, the discussion was built around, I have Dalvin Cook as my keeper, and this person, who shall remain nameless... Okay. But Goldie said, hey... <laughs> Um, would can we explore something with Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook? I said sure. And in my head, I was I was hoping I'd get a pick in Mixon for Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. Our consensus rankings as a group has Dalvin Cook higher. I've been in a ton of drafts in the last two weeks. Dalvin Cook goes ahead of Joe Mixon in every one of them. Yep. Except when I tried to make said point, he pointed out my player projections in the UDK. Oh, no. Had Joe Busted. Mixon slightly higher in total fantasy points. Yeah. And it undermined my entire adventure. I hate I hate that so much. <laughs> I was I felt the fool. I thought I also told him I was going to take like six or seven touchdowns away from Mixon real quick, and then we'll get back to the discussion. Yes. Have you looked at the rankings lately? lately? Click, 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 click. That's right. That's right. So, no, that was very. RB34. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you all my picks. But, yes, it was quite the moment there where I was like, ah, this deal's not happening. All right. Um, let's go here with <laughs> this question comes in from Andy's mustache in Long Island. In Long I, I like I like that it's in Long Island. Yeah, I, I think the name is Andy's mustache. Yes, and they're from Long Island. But it's funnier that they're from Long Island. I know. Uh, do you like to win by blowing out the other team or a close nail biting game to win? To win. Oh, I want to. I want to dominate yes. them. I want people to feel ashamed. I want them to look at me and say, "Wow, <laughs> he's great." I I have. <laughs> Uh, you, that, that's just a statement. Okay. Right, right, yeah. For it has life. nothing, nothing to, do with to do with fantasy football. They're, they're, Teach uh, me. Mike had <laughs> – you want them to say that? Yes. Teach me? Yes. If I could get that, then I'd go blow out. I will say you and I had a playoff matchup in the recent history where it was over by halftime, and it really took – like, I was very happy to win. Yes. But it took the air out of the sails. Like, the, I didn't even get in, 
like enjoy the ride during the second half. You had basically departed from the adventure. Yeah, the and for the win, I was if I have to pick between these two, I want to win by the blowout. If if it's a loss, uh, I mean, you never want to lose. Losing is the worst. It it sucks. It is the absolute worst. But I always choose. I want the nail biting loss because, like that that playoff matchup, I spent an entire week just we're we're garbage talking in the office. We're getting so pumped. We can't wait to see it. Analyzing then, every decision. And then it's just it's done in the morning at halftime of the morning games. You're like, well, that that's a huge letdown. I don't even get to have like any anything wild happen on on the entire Sunday. So yeah, after all lose, that after all that garbage yeah, talking, you're just like, yeah, well, never heard of it okay. referred to that way. What? Well, the, garbage talking? Yeah. No, instead of like trash talking. Yeah, yeah talking trash. I mean, it's oh. just a different way to say yeah. it. No, I I understand. I can it's go just with funny to me. Poop talking. Refuse talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Keeping us safe for work over here. We're not all filthy, dirty mouths like like trash. <laughs> That's such a filthy word, Mike. Um, all right, we'll go here. Twitter question from Aaron: Has Damian Pierce passed Kenneth Walker for you in your? Oh, stop! In your dynasty no. rankings, I can't. It's a Pierce ah. question a day, Mike. Ah. Just saw another screenshot of him going one hundred and one in a rookie draft. 101. 101. Yeah. In a rookie in a startup. Rookie startup. Yeah, no, I, no, no, no. In not a rookie startup, but I mean, you know yes. what I mean. Rookie draft. I have seen it. <sighs> okay. Kenneth Walker. Uh, Kenneth Walker was a second-round pick, and he goes to a perfect situation of a team that uh, historically has been very good. They're not going to be great this year, but I expect Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks to figure it out sooner than later, and they will establish it. And Kenneth Walker, they're, let's ride. Like This is their guy for the future. Damian Pierce was a day three pick, meaning that so many teams could have – they had the chance. They could have taken Damian Pierce, including the team that took him. They could have taken him many, many times. But he fell to this range. He's just – he is the running back this year that has the circumstances around him. The perfect storm has hit for him to be the starter. And I think he could be a good player, but he's on a bad offense. Rex Burkhead is still likely the pass catching running back. Could could Pierce take on that role? Sure, like that in the range of outcomes of things that can happen. Yes, he could absolutely do that. But Kenneth Walker is the much better player, the much better prospect, and it would just it would be shocking. If Damian Pierce has a better career than Kenneth Walker, the Houston Texans' rushing expectations for fantasy points last year was terrible. I know they want to run the ball, yeah, but uh, this is—it's not a perfect situation. And he'll—he'll he'll be okay. He's going to be a starter, and he's a, a young rookie running back, which those usually do well. But there's very little draft capital invested in this team that will have a ton of really good draft capital going forward because they won't be a great team. Those type of players are more often than not replaced early in their career. So uh, I, I like Damian Pierce more for redraft than for dynasty. I agree. And I will add two more pieces of, uh, evidence into the court record here in the state against Damian Pierce. Um, first of all, Steve Slayton. You remember Steve Slayton? Slayton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic rookie year with who? The Houston, Houston Texans. <laughs> Disappeared after that fantastic rookie year due to draft capital and being able to move on to other options. 
but more than that, Jason, you said something, and it's true. They want to run the football, just like um, the Browns wanted to run the football with Isaiah Crowell. If you go look last year, you can remember how much they seemed committed to the run. They were bottom 10 in total attempts, Houston was, because they were getting pummeled. So they might have run the ball a ton in the first quarter when they were establishing it, but it didn't end up that way in the end. So do I think Damian Pierce is really talented and will have great opportunities to show that talent? Yes, I do, but everything these guys said is is spot on, so you need to temper it. I think he's a great redraft pick to bolster your running back room, not to lead it, but in Dynasty, it's huge risk. So if you're in a Dynasty league and you have him, and the sentiment is where it is right now, and you could go get a Kenneth Walker. I would do that immediately. I, because I think clearly you can. If these like, questions are being asked, if, if the number one pick in rookie drafts is Damian Pierce, you can go get, you could go work him a Brees Hall deal. Yeah. I mean, you could go put a player plus Damian Pierce and get Brees Hall. I hate what this discussion has become because we all like Damian Pierce. Yeah, it's weird. The, another thought experiment to do. And like, Try to be honest and realistic with yourself because we're talking dynasty. Next year, who is more likely to be a first or a second round pick? Kenneth Walker or with, with, with Rashad Penny with Rashad gone Penny after a one year deal or Damian Pierce on the Texans? That's right. All right. We're going to jump into the face off. Fantasy Face Off presented by DraftKings. It's back, boys. Yes. The fantasy face-off. Jason has the first ever case of fish face PTSD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flooding back with the sound of that drop. But um, if you weren't with us last year, Mike, why don't you summarize sure. what fantasy face-off is all about? So we jump on to DraftKings. We, uh, we set ourselves a DFS lineup. It, uh, for the rest of the season, like last year, it will be the main slate, which is the all the Sunday games. But... For this one in particular, this is our first time ever doing this on the face-off. We are doing the Thursday night showdown, which is the, the Bills versus the Rams, which is it's really unique. It's real fun. The, the player pool, obviously much smaller, but there are different strategies when you're playing. If you've never done it, uh, so the, the one-game matchup, the, thurs, the Thursday night, you pick your captain, and their salary goes up, but you get... 1.5. You, you get one and a half times their fantasy points. So a whole new element of strategy here comes in. And so we will do that. The week will play out. And then on the following Friday's segment, the loser of the three of us will spin the wheel of shame and some sort of ridiculous, humiliating I mean, it really is shameful. I fear it. We've talked about throwing money into these every week. I'll just be honest with the listeners. We just decided no because we don't care about that part. We're like, you're playing to protect yourself yes. yep. from pain. And um, But, yes, the uh, the Thursday night showdown is actually the one that I won the million. Yes. Um, I, it's one of my favorite to play because you're so focused on one game. And so we are going to share our lineups right here, right now, for the Thursday night game. Let's begin with the captains, which are 1.5 times the salary cost and 1.5 times the reward mm -hmm. i went with a quarterback which i don't okay. often do with the captain but i did go with josh allen it felt the most safe and comfortable thing to do certainly in 
uh, and I'm just trying not to get shamed here. Yeah, you know what? I so when when we started doing this and the the you know the numbers were out and we could go in and play around, I was so excited because I I love uh, playing the the Captain Showdown, and I I went in and I made it really quick the way that I usually play, trying to find a super cheap captain. I did not think about the fact that I'm only trying to beat two people here <laughs> because. I would much rather have Josh Allen as my captain. Instead, I went with the cheap route Isaiah McKenzie, only yes. 3600 as a captain. It allowed me to put a ton of other players in my lineup, but uh, that, that you know, I need Isaiah McKenzie to go off, and that's like a more a big pool tournament style play. I don't like it against two other people. Are I you criticizing your own lineup already? Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that being said, if Isaiah McKenzie scores, you're in great shape. Yes. Uh, and we'll, I'll be really worried. Mike, who's your captain? I had started. It was going to be Josh Allen, and then I did some retooling. Uh, and I have Gabriel Davis as my captain. Oh, I love it. And so he came in at 10.8K for the salary cost. And this will be interesting of because if, if McKenzie or Gabe Davis get a touchdown in this matchup, that's – as a huge, huge hot start. All right, I think I'm going to just read you the remainder of my non-captain sure. lineup here. Matthew Stafford for 10,800 in the lineup. Gabe Davis, non-captain for 7,200. Allen Robinson is sitting there at 6,200 and in my lineup. Went with Daryl Henderson, 4,800 in the first week against Buffalo. And then finished with Isaiah McKenzie, sure. who is priced. Uh, where, he's where's he at for non-captain? 2,400. 2,400. I mean, he's... he's He's very chalk because he's so like his. Oh, price, his price compared to Crowder. Yeah, because his because these prices came out uh, a few weeks ago before everything like completely flipped on McKenzie versus Crowder. Having said that, we know that McKenzie has been missing the last couple practices. I don't know if he's back today or not, but he's been missing some time. The reports say that we're not worried about week one, but that's something that will have to be taken into yeah. account. If, if he's missing, all of these lineups will be completely redone. <laughs> right. Um, the rest of my lineup, I went very weird here. No running weird? backs. Well, I, it's just all pa – it's 100% passing. I have both quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford. I've got Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Allen Robinson. So I'm just hoping for a passing shootout uh, that a good lineup. goes through Isaiah McKenzie. And you could afford – Literally five non-captain stars, really, uh, because of the McKenzie captain. Yep. Uh, because of Gabe Davis as my captain that left me the budget, I have both of the quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Matt Stafford. I have Stephon Diggs, the chalk play of McKenzie, and then I have Daryl Henderson as a cheaper okay. play as well. Which we both have in there. All right. It will be fun to follow along and see who gets the first uh, Wheel of Shame spin next week. That was Fantasy Faceoff presented by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code BALLERS, Ballers. to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's the code BALLERS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. That is going to do it for today's episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Good luck in all of your drafts. Yes. I am not speaking to these two gentlemen, of course. Of course. Bad luck to both of you tonight. Until next week, farewell. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.